morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of E.W. Jackson for America. I'm wearing my new logo sweatshirt. In fact, go to this, uh, the uh, EWJacksonForAmerica.com store, and we've got a number of prod uh, products there. In fact, I should have brought another one. I've got one that says American Granddad, and we've got one that, that says Man, pronoun he. Any questions? <laughs> And woman, pronoun she. Any questions? I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta laugh at some of this stuff because if you don't, you'll 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 find yourself weeping and crying. Well, look, tomorrow's Good Friday, and a time when we commemorate the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross, dying on the cross for our sins. And I, I think it, this is an important holy day that I think a lot of Christians don't give enough emphasis to. I know there are some in the Christian community who believe that Jesus was not crucified on, on a Friday and all that. But for me, that's, that's nitpicking. The important thing is that he was crucified. Whether you want to argue it was on a Wednesday or you want to argue that it was on a Friday, I, I have never veered from Good Friday. I, to me, it's just, it's, it's not worth to get into all that because, uh, again, to me, it's majoring on a minor. Uh, I really believe that Jesus Christ was crucified on Friday, and I really believe that the, the three-day period is, is a Jewish period of uh, end of the day on Friday, all day Saturday, third day Sunday in three days. It's not three full 24-hour periods, but it is three days from a Jewish calendar perspective. But at any rate, that here again, I don't want to get into all that. The important thing is he died on the cross for your sins and my sins. And we commemorate that day. We remember that day because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, folks. I mean, that's the reality. No remission of sins without the shedding of blood. You know, think about this. And I've got some issues I do want to talk to you about, but because it's Good Friday tomorrow and I will not be on live tomorrow because I'm going to take the day off. We've got a service tomorrow night, by the way, if you're in the local area, you want to come to our Good Friday service. We'll be, I'll be preaching the last seven words of Jesus on the cross tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at 943 Canal Drive. And we do that every year. That's our way of commemorating Jesus Christ's death on the cross. That's 7 p.m., 943 Canal Drive at the Call Church. I'll be preaching the last seven words of Jesus Christ on the cross. Good Friday reminds us that religion doesn't work. Religion is a waste of time. So isn't Christianity religion? No, it's not. Christianity is reality. It is the reality of a relationship between God and those whom he's redeemed out of sin. Now, people can make a religion out of that if they want to. And by the way, the, the convened church, the ecclesia, Jesus said, on this rock I'll build my ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The word kurios later came down to church, kurios, the, 
the K becoming CH, Bacortic, um, in Old English and, uh, and I believe in some, other, some of the other languages, Kortic. Uh, the word Kirk, the name Kirk, really is the word church. But the Kortic K, which is what church comes from, means the people of the Lord. The people of the Lord. Now, here's the point I'm getting to in this. You can be sorry for sin. You can repent of sin. You can wish you didn't do it. You can promise not to do it again. You can bargain with God. Oh, if you just get me out of this, I'll serve you. Blah, 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 blah. And oh, I feel so bad about what I did. And you'll still die and go to hell. Because sorrow for sin, repentance of sin, regret over sin is not enough. Remember, Judas wept bitterly over what he did to Jesus. He still died and went to hell. Killed himself and went to hell. Why? Because the only antidote for sin is the blood of Jesus Christ and you must sub submit to him as Lord, Savior, Redeemer in order for your sins to be forgiven and the slate be wiped clean. Now we talk about repentance. Repentance is part of salvation only because you can't come to Jesus without being regretful over your sin. But being regretful over your sin is not enough. You must come to Jesus Christ and surrender and submit yourself to him. There is none other name given unto heaven among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. I talked about that in my sermon on Sunday, which probably aired on Monday, uh, which I would, I, I'm pretty sure that's what, what aired uh, on this program on Monday uh, and talked about the fact that there's no other name that offers salvation, no other name that offers an escape from hell and eternal damnation but the name of Jesus. Buddha won't do it. Uh, Hare Krishna won't do it. Um, L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> of Scientology won't do it. Muhammad won't do it. Who? Uh, Zoroaster won't do it. Whoever came up with the thousands of gods of Hinduism won't do it. By the way, Moses won't do it. Elijah won't do it. David won't do it. Elisha won't do it. John the Baptist won't do it. There's only one name that offers salvation. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. Yeshua. Yamashiach. Jesus. The Messiah. Or Jesus as we call him. The Christ. Christos. The anointed one. Now that's it. And people can call that exclusive and hateful and they can call it whatever they want to call it, but it's the truth. 
And so without Good Friday, without the payment for, see, because, and, and, and that's, this, this is, this is the, the reason. God's justice must be met. There is no way around it. The wages of sin is death. There's no way around that. The only way for you and me to get around it is for someone else to die for us. Someone else to pay the price for us. And no one else is eligible to do that or worthy to do that because they cannot pay the price. People cannot pay the price for your sins and mine because for, to, to help us escape eternal damnation because they have their own sins to pay for. But there is one who never sinned. There is one who fulfilled the law of Moses. There is one who met every dot and every tittle. There is one who had no sin of his own to pay for. And when he died on the cross, he became the substitutionary sacrifice for your sin and my sin. Nobody else has done that but him. And so... Good Friday is important. Without Good Friday, there's no Resurrection Sunday. Without the cross, there is no resurrection. And let me say, he suffered, bled, and died on the cross. And, but, and, and, and let, let me add this. I didn't intend to get into all this, but, but obviously the Holy Spirit wants me to. You, you, you see, Jesus took upon himself what we deserved and deserve. And, and what that tells you is all these notions that people have, that God winks at sin and God understands and God, you know, is, and you got these liberal theologians who say, well, God's not interested in your personal sin. He's not interested in your personal conduct. He's only interested in the cos in cosmic justice. You know, these, all of that is a lie. God is so serious about sin. God is so categorically, unequivocally, uncompromisingly opposed to it. He is so holy and righteous altogether that he put his son, his only begotten son, through the horrific experience of taking upon himself the consequences of your sin and mine the judgment for your sin and mine. You know, people often say, well, I don't understand the God of the Old Covenant and the God of the New Covenant or the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament seem to be different gods. No, they're not. 
Because in the Old Covenant, where you saw massive death and judgment and destruction, you were seeing the consequences of sin without anyone to take it upon themselves and pay for it in behalf of others. The law was you sin, you die. And people died by the thousands and the hundreds of thousands because there was no mediator. There was no intercessor. But you take all of the horror that you see in the Old Covenant, the deaths, the wars, the plagues, you see, take all of that and you put all of that on one man. And you see, it's the same God. But now his wrath instead of being on all mankind, is focused on one person. Jesus took the wrath of the Father for our sin upon himself. I like to say it this way. Imagine all of the sins of the past and all the sins of the future as two gigantic tsunamis stretching to the heavens, coming toward each other in, with, with violent, breakneck, explosive speed. And they come together and explode in one person at one point in time, and that's Jesus on the cross. Who he took all of that sin and all that horror and absorbed it into himself. The Bible says he's carried our sicknesses and carried our diseases and taking up, took upon himself our sin. I believe it's Isaiah 55, that's the end of 54, I think, that says, his visage was marred more than any man. In other words, it so distorted him, it so wrecked his body that he didn't even look human anymore. And then not only that, not only that, but he then died, left his body on the cross, and his spirit went down into hell. We know that because Psalm was it 19 says, You shall not leave his soul in hell, nor suffer your holy one to see corruption. His soul was in hell. He was down there. But Colossians chapter 2 says, He spoiled principalities and powers. In other words, a sinless man was taken into hell. But when he got there, unlike the others who have gone, 
he got there with no sin of his own whatsoever. Not a scintilla. Not a microscopic piece of, a, of sin. Nothing. He was holy altogether. And when he got down there, he wrecked it. Because that sin that was on him, that he'd paid for on the cross, because it wasn't his, he was able to discard it like a garment. And then Hebrews chapter 1 says, Your throne, O God, is forever. That's the Father speaking to the Son. I will again say that he is a son to me. See, because God lost his son in death. The father lost his son in death. Jesus became a human being in identity, still fully God, but in his being, fully man. He gave up everything when he died. Everything. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. God can't be sin. He gave up everything when he became sin for us. He was broken for you and me. That's what Jesus said. This is my body, which is what? Broken for you. Oh, I could preach in here right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Woo! Oh, my goodness. But then... The Father called him God. Your throne, O God, is forever. And a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. And out he came. Picked up a brand new resurrection body. A body just like you and I are going to have. Because when we see him, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. You and I are going to discard these old things here. And we're going to get a brand new immortal resurrection body. That will be beyond sin and death. In the resurrection, folks, we will be incapable of sin. Did you hear me? Incapable of it. Say, well, how will we be free if we're incapable of sin, if we're in, no longer capable of doing it? I mean, why are we robots? Because our incapability to sin will be based upon the choice that you and I made before we could stop sinning to accept the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And to say, Lord, I renounce sin. I renounce the past. I choose your righteousness. I do not want the flesh pots of Egypt any longer. I want the righteousness of God in his kingdom. And God says, all right then. I'm going to give it to you. Right now, I still got this old fleshly body. My soul, my mind, my will, my emotions have to be trained. As I said, your, your mind has to be renewed 
your will has to be trained. Your emotions must be redirected to conform to the will of God for your life. And it's a struggle in this life because your flesh still remembers its old habits and you've got to bring your flesh under subjection. Your mind still remembers its old experiences and you've got to renew your mind so you're not conformed to this world but transform by the renewing of your mind to know what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And then your will has to be retrained to do what God wants you to do, not what it wants to do. But in the resurrection, you will not have to bridle your body you will not have to renew your mind. You will not have to redirect your emotions. Everything will be conformed to the perfect will of God. And you will know that you are perfect and incapable of sin because you made the choice for him above all and over all else. And so you've gotten the down payment, the earnest of your redemption, which means, no, I'm not perfect. I, I don't do everything absolutely right. I make mistakes. I do still sin, but I'm not a practitioner of sin anymore, so I'm not a sinner anymore. We can still make mistakes of and sin in word or thought or deed. But we're not practitioners of sin. We don't get up and live a life of sin. Because I've got a down payment on the inside. So that the things I used to do, I don't want to do anymore. The places I used to go, I don't want to go anymore. The way I used to talk, I don't talk anymore. The way I used to think, I don't think anymore. I've been changed down on the inside. See, on the inside of me, my spirit, I talk about my mind, my will, my emotions, my body. None of these have been redeemed. They, they, they're going to be. The full, legally they have, but, but in actuality, they have not yet been redeemed. My body's still got the same issues. My mind still has to be continually renewed and all that. But my spirit has already been completely changed and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. I am perfect on the inside. Because if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You know that new creation is perfect. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God who has given us the ministry of reconciliation to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and not imputing our trespasses to us. Man. That's why it's good Friday. Not bad Friday. Good Friday. 
because that God did something so good for us that it, it, it is almost on a natural basis you couldn't you can't fathom it. The Bible says scarcely for a good man would some die but God while we were yet sinners at enmity with him Christ died for us. We weren't worthy, but he said we were worth it. Wow. The song says, amazing grace will always be my song of praise, for it was grace that bought my liberty. How marvelous that grace that taught my heart to fear. He looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. Hmm. I quoted it on Sunday. If you heard my message on Sunday, I don't know whether they, all of it aired, uh, but that old song says, what he's done for me, what he's done for me, I can't forget what the good Lord has done for me. I once was blind, but now I see. Praise God for what he's done for me. Mm -mm -mm. So folks, we are coming into the highest, holiest holiday of the Christian calendar. If Christ be not raised, then our faith is in vain. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits, not the last fruit, but the first fruits of them that slept. That means there's going to be a second fruit, the third and the fifth and the tenth and a millionth and a gazillionth and you and I are in that number if you are in Christ that you and I are going to experience that glory, glorious resurrection and transformation when mortal puts on immortality when corruptible puts on incorruption when in a moment in a twinkling of an eye we are changed we are going to have exactly what Jesus has got. But when that resurrection body, when the power of God hit that body and Jesus reassumed uh, natural flesh and bone, not flesh and blood, the blood was gone. Blood had been sacrificed. But natural flesh and bone, or maybe I should say supernatural flesh and bone, you and I are going to have the same thing. Well, look, I've, all, I've almost preached my Resurrection Day sermon, but this has been right off the Holy Ghost presses, folks, because I, I really didn't come on today planning to do this. But thank you, Lord, for leading me and guiding me by the power of your Holy Spirit to, to minister to you about the importance of Good Friday and, of course, by extension, the importance of the Resurrection because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins but he did not remain in the grave. He went down into hell for us, but God did not leave his soul in hell nor suffer his Holy One to see corruption. So unlike Buddha and, 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 the, and, and uh, uh, Muhammad and 
Joseph Smith and Charles Taze Russell and L. Ron Hubbard and all these little purported, little self-appointed messiahs were all dead. And, and most of them, I have no doubt, because they probably didn't repent, are in hell. But Jesus Christ is alive forevermore. We serve a living Savior, not a dead religion, but a living Savior. And look, this is the answer. This is what I was planning to talk about. I didn't really get to talk about, so I'll, I'll wrap up with this thought. Here's what America needs. Are you ready? Here's what America needs. Here's what would change America's course, secure America's future, put America on track, to have a greater future even than all that America has accomplished in the past. God. God. Come back to God, America. Come back to God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Come back to America. Blessed is the nation whose God, come back to God, America. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. There's the answer. We need an awakening. We need a third great awakening in America that calls our people back to the foundational legacy that we've inherited. Enunciated by the Founding Fathers in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created, not evolved, created equal, and endowed by our Creator, not by the government, not by a political party, but endowed by our Creator, with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There it is. That's the answer. Now, you can play that out, of course, in policy proscriptions, the need for the family to become central, once again, to American culture, the need for educational choice so that people can educate their children with godly values without being persecuted for it or told that you're locked in failing public schools. The need for a clear distinction between right and wrong, good and evil, criminal behavior and the law-abiding citizen. So that, as the scripture says, we punish the evildoer as opposed to making excuses for them because somehow the society's fault the society's at fault and the society produced this person. And so you can't lock them up. That's not fair. We got to come back to God, come back to foundational principles, biblical principles and ideals upon which this nation was founded and which has sustained this nation for almost a quarter of a millennium and brought 4.25% of the Earth's population to the position of the wealthiest and most powerful nation that's ever existed. That's God.
And if we want America's future as a shining city on a hill to be brighter than it's ever been, we got to come to the light. This old song says, walk in the light, beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. Shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. Have a wonderful resurrection weekend. Go to church. Celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As I've said, if you're in the local area, you want to join us for Good Friday service, We'll be there at 7 o'clock, 943 Canal Drive for Good Friday service. In fact, we'll be serving communion as well on Good Friday service. And I'll be preaching the last seven words of Jesus on the cross. In the meantime, folks, stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up. Because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we are on God's side.